Hey, look, 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 look. Feelings are so important in our culture that we have crafted an entire language just to communicate how we feel. You know, when language was first crafted, it was crafted to communicate information, right? To communicate truth. Intellectual information, it was was made to communicate truth. It was made to tell people what is and what is not and things of that nature. But now we've crafted this entire set of hieroglyphics uh, that are made just to tell you how we feel. Because for whatever reason, feelings are the most dominant thing in our entire culture. They are. We value feelings above anything else. You know, the news media once was crafted to present truth. To present information. Now, all they care about is how they make you feel. That's what it's all about. Look, even church. I mean, church was designed was designed to worship God in spirit and truth and to communicate the truth of Jesus Christ to the world around us. But now, it's more about feelings. We, we go to church because of how it makes us feel. We leave this church and go to a different one, not because they're not preaching, you know, the closest thing to the word, not because they're not moving in God's presence, but because they hurt our feelings. Those people hurt. I left that. I'm church hurt. I'll never go back to church. They hurt my feelings. Or I like that church. They make me feel good. Makes me happy to go there. Makes me happy to go there. I mean, we've got this like whole language that just communicates feelings. I know sometimes, sometimes I'll come back from being out on the floor at work and I'll come back to my office and I'll pick up my phone and it'll be full of these round little orange pictures all over my phone. You know the one, the angry face emoji. Have you ever guys gotten the angry face emoji? And who in my life do you think it is that sends me the angry face emoji more than anyone else? Hi, baby. But when I get back from working and I, and I pick up my phone, I see a bunch of angry face emojis. I know exactly how she's feeling. It makes me feel a certain way, too. But on the opposite end of that spectrum, where she's the one that always sends me the angry face emojis, she's also the one that always sends me the love you high emojis. And so when I get back from work, well, sometimes Brent sends them, too, but I try to ignore those. But my wife sends me more. And so when I get him office and I pick up my phone and I see lovey face emojis, I'm like, all right, man, that's awesome. But then sometimes she tricks me. <laughs> sometimes those are not an accurate depiction of what's actually going on. Sometimes it's some undercover stuff. But, man, feelings are crazy. You know, in our culture today, like, marriages end over feelings. Oh, I wasn't happy anymore. You know, friendships get, get friendships get all get all jacked up because of feelings. You know, people make crazy financial decisions and get themselves in all kinds of debt over feelings. You know, people walk down like a crazy pathway of destruction and sin and ruin their entire lives because they were feeling a certain way. And and we're told in in our culture that 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 we need to act out based on our feelings. That we need to to do what we feel and say what we feel and live how we feel. But let me ask you something. What if your feelings are lying to you? And an even greater question than that is this. What if your feelings are not the most important thing in your life? And so let me answer those two questions for you very simply. Yes, your feelings are lying to you. 
and know they are not the most important things in your life. And if we can get the answers to those questions, like, like down into our soul, it, it's going to change our entire life. But, but how do we get to this place where our whole lives are dominated by feels? You know, we did it to ourselves. You know, somebody out there realized that it's really much easier to dictate our behavior by affecting our feelings than it is by convincing us of some different truth. See, it's way easier to get you to act a certain way by touching your feelings than it is to convince you of some new information. See, I, I, they've realized they're in the marketing sector mostly, and, and it's spread to government and religion and everywhere else, that if they can affect your feelings, they don't have to convince you of what's actually right or wrong. All they have to do is make you feel a certain way. And it sure is easier. And we just relinquish all the control in our lives over to someone else. Listen to these statements. He made me so mad. Really? He made you? He, he made you? Because I don't know about you, but only one person made me. Didn't nobody walk in the face of this earth made me do nothing. You know the one that made me? He picked up some dust from the ground and he breathed the breath of life into it and made me a living soul and he made me and nobody else did. Can you say amen? So he didn't make me do nothing. Why would I give that kind of control over to somebody in my life that I would allow them to make me do anything? And not only that, listen to this one. She makes me so happy really i mean i mean she made you so it, it takes this person to make you happy i mean that's a lot of pressure to put on somebody i mean it's a lot of pressure for you to draw the happiness in your life from another person because i want to explain this to you that's not what she was made to do she was not made to make you happy he was not made to make you happy you should not be drawing your happiness from another person. You need to be drawing everything that you need from God. You know why? Because that person you're drawing from, they're going to run dry. And then it's all going to get messed up. But it's not only that. And here's where I'm about to step into controversy. Should I take the step and just jump off the boat? Because, I mean, I'm, I'm waiting on the edge here. Right? I'm about to wait on the edge. So, look. If you've ever opened up the Twitter and looked at the Twitter and been like, I can't believe what Donald Trump posted on the Twitter. I'm so angry right now. I just want to destroy him. <laughs> then he has done exactly what he set out to do. And he's controlling your emotions. And if he's the one that made you act out that way in your life, then really who's controlling your life? Oh, but don't worry, I'm an equal opportunity offender. If you're watching the 3 o'clock COVID virus countdown, and you're like, I hate the sound of King Andy's voice. Every time he comes on there, I just want to, ah, I can't stand it. He makes me so mad. I'm going to get on here and angry face all these comments that are saying he should be the president. Ah. If you're doing that, he's got you right where he wants you. See, look, you're like a marionette. And I ordered a puppet, but it didn't get here soon enough. Because I wanted to show y'all what it looks like. 
When you're a puppet that's attached to strings and there's a little handle and they can pull you across and make you do whatever that they want. But I want you to know that if you're so angry that it's affecting the relationships in your life over what Trump is doing, then, then Trump is controlling your life. And if you're so angry over what Bashir says and does and it causes you to interact in certain ways with the people that are actually alive in your life, and if it's taken over your newsfeed of the things you post and how you feel, then Bashir is controlling your life. You're like a puppet on strings and they've got you right where they want you. But it works on the other side too. So if you're reading the, the, the posts that President Trump put out and you're like, ha-ha, own them libs, get them. He owns them every day. Man, he eats their lunch money. He eats their lunch. He takes their lunch money. Man, Trump owns these lives. Praise God. You're being controlled. Or if you tune into the 3 o'clock cast every day and you're like, I just love the sound of his voice. And when I hear him get on there, and he, when he tells me I really believe it, we're going to get through this. We're going to get through this together. And it warms my heart and, and spills over into my soul. And I just love him so much. And he's going to be the next president of the United States. Then he's controlling you. You understand what I'm saying? Like he's been taught to speak like that. It's, it's, not, it's not his natural personality. Like, he's doing it on purpose. The same with Trump. He's doing it on purpose. They're doing these things to manipulate us and to control us and to carry us around just like a marionette on puppet strings to have us do their bidding and do their will and jump into whatever bucket that they want us to jump into and go across whatever line that they want us to go across and be exactly who they want us to be. But I don't know about you. But I don't belong to any man, no matter how much power that the earth has given him. And I don't want to be dictated or controlled by any government, by any organization, or by anything else on the face of this earth. We sang a song just a minute ago, and that's how I want to live. I want to look up to heavens and say, God, I don't belong to them. God, I belong to you. Can you give him praise at the way church this morning? When you allow your emotions to control you, ultimately you're allowing whoever triggered those emotions to control you. To control you. And you don't have to. Because listen real close. Emotions are made to be felt, but they're not made to be followed. They're made to be felt. Yes, they're not horrible things. That's not what I'm preaching on today. They're made to be felt, but they were never, they were never made to be followed. But can we really control our emotions? Can we? Listen to this. God commands obedience from the heart. Romans 6, 17. He tells us what to fear and what not to fear. Luke 12, 4 and 5. He tells us what we must delight in and not delight in. Philippians 4, 4. He tells us what we need to abhor and hate. Romans 12, 9. He tells us not to be anxious. Philippians 4, 6. He tells us how we can and cannot be angry in the guide to life. Ephesians 4 and, Ephesians 4 and 26. So ultimately it's this. Ultimately it's this. The people out there around you, your spouse, your parents, your children, your siblings, your twin siblings, your co-workers, your pastor, your governor, 
your president, they do not have authority over your emotions. They don't own your emotions. They're not accountable for your emotions. You are. You are. So, Way Church, it's time for us to reclaim what we've given away, reclaim our emotions, surrender them to God, and see them used for His glory. Can you say amen? Would you stand with me for the reading of God's Word today? We're in the book of Jeremiah in chapter 17. And I love this scripture and I refer to it all the time, but I don't know that I've ever actually preached it before. And so I'm so excited today to be able to do this. Book of Jeremiah chapter 17, starting in verse 5. This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one that trusts in man. You hear that? Cursed is the one that trusts in man, who draws him str his strength from mere flesh. Oh, I'm reading the wrong translation. I don't want to get anybody confused. <laughs> this is what the Lord says. Cursed is the person who trusts in mankind, who makes human flesh his strength, and his heart turns from the Lord. He's like a juniper in the Arabah. That's a desert, by the way. He cannot see when good comes, but dwells in parched places in the wilderness and in the salt land where, there, where no one lives. The person who trusts in the Lord, though, whose confidence is indeed in the Lord, is blessed. He'll be like a tree planted by the water. It sends its roots out towards a stream, and it doesn't fear when the heat comes. And its foliage remains green, and it will not worry in a year of drought or cease producing fruit. The heart is more deceitful than anything else and incurable. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, examine the mind. I test the heart. I give to each according to his way, according to what his actions deserve. He who makes a fortune unjustly is like a partridge that hatches eggs that didn't lay. In the middle of his life, his riches will abandon him, and so in the end he'll be a fool. A glorious throne on high from the beginning is the place of our sanctuary. Lord, the hope of Israel, all who abandon you will be put to shame. All who turn away will be written in the dirt, for they have abandoned the Lord, the fountain of living water. And this is where it gets good. Heal me, Lord, and I'll be healed. Save me, and I'll be saved. For you are the one that I praise. Can you say amen? God, we praise you today. We worship you. We welcome you into this place. We surrender ourselves, not just part of ourselves, but our whole selves to you in Jesus' name. That means our minds, our bodies, our spirits, and even our emoticons. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Give him praise, and you may be seated today. Ah, uh, yes. The whole world tells us that we need to do whatever we can, whatever we have to do to be happy. It tells us that happiness is, is the ultimate achievement that we can ever get. That we need to draw our happiness from other people. That we need to draw our happiness from our jobs. That we need to draw happiness from whatever situation that we find ourselves in. That if it's necessary, we can use substances to make ourselves happy. Whatever it takes, no matter what kind of consequences that it causes, that it brings on us or on others, we need to do everything and anything to be happy. And if something makes us unhappy, we need to tell everyone about it. And that'll make us happy. Or we need to just cut it out of our life. Just cut it out of our life completely. You know, I saw this on Facebook the other day, which I probably just need to get off of that garbage, but anyway... I saw this on there the other day. I've blocked so many people this week, and it makes me so happy. It's like, really? Like, just like, 
cutting people out of your life, man, just being like, Shah! makes you happy? Or, 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 or this one, I've owned so many people on the internet today. Makes me so happy. Really? Listen, if you're getting your emotional fix from cutting people out of your life or putting people down, you're cursed because you're going to run out. You're going to run out of people to cut out. You're going to run out of people to put down. You're going to run out. Or if you're drawing your happiness from people that agree with you on the Internet, man, man, that's a, that's a fake happiness, man. It's a fake life, and you're going to run out of that too. Ultimately, you're trying to draw things from people that they don't even have. You're trying to draw life from people, and they're not the source of life. And if you keep drawing life from the people around you, eventually they're going to run out of life for you to draw. And you're going to be like this juniper plant, like this scrub brush that's out here planted in the desert trying to suck up just whatever water that it can possibly suck up just to stay alive, but it's planted in a desert so it can't get any. And that's the way we are for trying to suck our truth and our, our life from the people around us. And we're using emotions as a, as a vehicle to draw life from people. But we're drawing life from a source that's not a source. And they don't have a source of life. Every bit of life that has ever existed has come from God. And so if you're drawing life from somebody, ultimately they had to draw it from somewhere that's connected to God somewhere along the way. But if that connection to God ceases and we're not drawing that, that, that emotional love, that, that peace, everything from God, eventually it's going to break down. You're going to run out. You're going to run out. It's going to dry up and you're going to fall short and you're going to be left abandoned. Abandoned. Because you were drawing your life from a source that, that, that was tainted, from a source that really wasn't a source of life at all, from a source of life that was fake and false. We can't do that. We can't do that. We can't get our emotional fix from the people around us. Cursed is the one that trusts in man, that draws his strength from mere flesh and whose heart turns away from God. Now, some people misinterpret this scripture and, and, and they think that this means that God's up in heaven and if he sees us like turn and put our trust in man, that he's like, ah, they trusted man instead of me. You hereby are cursed. Uh, and it's like a mystical, like, Holy Spirit thing that happens. But that's not what this scripture's saying. You, you're not cursed when you trust in man because God puts a curse on you. You're cursed when you trust in man because you're just cursed. Because you're cursed to failure. You're cursed to be drawing evil from them. You're just cursed because that's where the curse lies. It's already there in this broken, tainted, sinful flesh of men. You're cursed because it's going to fail. It's going to fall apart. It's not going to work the way that you wanted it to. You know, the, the happiness that you're drawing from the people around you is tainted. Man, the, 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 even the anger that you have that wells up inside of you that you feed off of, man, it's tainted and it's broken. And if we live by that, we're going to die by that. If we live by it, we're going to die by it. It's cursed. It's cursed to draw what we need from the people around us. But I'm not saying that emotions are bad. They're good. They're a blessing from God. But did you hear what I said? I said that they're from God. And we need to be drawing those things from God. See, I shouldn't rely on my wife to make me happy. I should be filled with the joy that comes from knowing that the Holy Spirit lives inside of me. And that should be where I draw my joy and my peace from. And, and I should be living in connection with her just to bring about more and joy and peace and power of the Holy Spirit of the living God that flows in us and around us and through us. I shouldn't be drawing that from her. It's not her job to make me happy. And it's not her fault that I get mad. It's mine. 
It's my problem. And I need to get alone with God and fix that. And fix that. These are things that we should draw from God. Listen to this. But blessed is the one that trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree that's planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought, and it never fails to bear fruit. I mean, if you're drawing what you need from God, that well's never going to run dry. If you're drawing what you need from the living God, then that is never going to run dry. When you need some more, there's always some more to be had. When you need him, he's always there. And everything that he puts on you is the right thing. And when we surrender ourselves to him, we know that we feel the right way. We know that we're living the right way, man, because everything that we need is in him. I'm, I'm talking about joy instead of happiness. I'm talking about heavenly sorrow instead of sadness. I'm talking about righteous indignation instead of anger. I'm talking about being led by the spirit and not by the flesh that leads to life and not to death. Can you say amen? That is the change that we need to make. That is the change that we need to make. But our emotions try to confuse us on this. Listen to this. The heart is more deceitful than anything else and incurable. Who can understand it? You should always follow your heart. How many times have you heard that? Always follow your heart. Don't ever follow your heart. The Bible says it's deceitful above all things. Above all things. Your heart is the lionest thing that you've got in your whole life. And the heart wants what it wants, doesn't it? It does. The heart wants what it wants. But here's the question. Are you going to give in to your heart? Or are you going to be led by the Spirit? Are you going to be led by your feelings and your emotions? Or are you going to take control of your life by the power of the Holy Spirit of the living God that is available to you? Like, like Brother J.R. preached about a minute ago. The, the, the same power that rose Jesus from the grave is alive in you right here, right now. And that is all that you need to take control of everything in your life. In your life. Man, it's the power of life and death. It's the power of God. But listen, your heart can't be cured. The Bible says so. Your heart cannot be cured. That's why it has to die. Do you hear what I'm saying? It can't be cured. That's why it has to die. That's why the psalmist writes in Psalm 51.10, God, create a new heart within me. Renew a right spirit within me. Lev Tehor Elohim, right? Create a new heart within me. The one that's in me can't be fixed. Can't be fixed. There's no self-help guru. There's no program. There's nothing out there. It has to be transplanted. He has to take this heart of stone out and replace it with a heart of flesh. He has to take this disease, sin, broken down bit of spirit and by the way, when it says heart, it doesn't mean the thing that pumps blood. That The Hebrew word that they're translating to heart really means the core of your being. The core of your being. The everything that is you is corrupted. And that's why it has to be changed out. That's why our spirit has to be mingled with his spirit. Let me tell you this. Once that happens, man, you're not what you feel. You're not what you feel. You're more than that. You're more than what you feel. 
Look, you feel worthless, but you're not. You can feel you can feel full of hatred, but man, you're more than that, man. You're more than the hate. You're more than the anger. You're more than the lust. You're more than the pain. You're more than the sadness. You're more than the temptation. You're more than all those things. And you know what else? You are more than your earthly happiness. You're a child of God, bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ, and you're worth more than the combination of everything else on this entire earth. You are more than your feelings you're more than that you're more than that here's what it's what it says in the book of galatians in chapter five the act of the flesh are obvious sexual immorality impurity debauchery idolatry witchcraft hatred discourse jealousy it's of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. How many of those things are dictated by emotion? All of them? How many? I mean, all of that, a lot of that is just emotion. We let our emotions drag us away from God. But the fruit of the Spirit is this. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Self-control. I had somebody tell me once that when the Holy Spirit hit them, they lose control. I said, I'm sorry, but that's not the Holy Spirit. Because the gift of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, is self-control. It is only by the grace of God that we can have the control that we need not to be a slave to our emotions, not to be a slave to our temptations, not to be a slave to whoever it is out there. You hear me? Whoever it is out there trying to pull your strings, you're more than your feelings. Yeah, you, you may not be able to control how you feel in a certain situation. I think you can after some discipline and some practice, but right now you may not be able to, but you can control how you react. You can control how you react. You don't have to let your feelings consume you. You don't have to let your feelings dictate who you are and how you treat people and how you're going to act. You don't have to do that. You can respond with the grace of God. You can respond with the grace of God. You know, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you can become a brand new creation. Someone that doesn't take the bait of the enemy. Because listen, every time that you act out in hatred... Every time that you let something cause you to withdraw yourself and to block people out of your life, do you know ultimately who it is that you're surrendering to? Because there's only one that tries to break down our relationship with God. There's only one that tries to break down our relationship with our family and our friends and the people that we love. And he's going to take up a residence in hell full time coming very soon. But whenever we allow our emotions to control us and to dictate who we are and how we treat people, we become his slave. Because you know who the master manipulator is that figured out that we're easy to control based on our emotions? Has to be the father of lies. And he's been a liar since the beginning. And are your feelings lying to you? Yup. And are they the most important thing in your life? No. Because listen to this. Anything that draws you away from God... Anything that draws you away from God is a curse. 
And anything that draws you to God is a blessing. And I don't care what it is. And I don't care how happy the thing that drew you away from God made you. It's a curse. Do, do you feel that today? Yeah, you guys know because y'all are like me. You know. It doesn't matter how happy that it made you at the time. It's a curse. And it doesn't matter how sad that, that, that the other side made you, how angry it made you. If it drew you closer to God, then it's a blessing. Then it's a blessing. We need to allow God, come on guys, we need to allow God to take center stage in our life. We need to allow God to fill us up with His Holy Spirit and to surround us with His love. And then we need to put the enemy on notice and let him know that we don't belong to him anymore. And we need to put the rest of the world on notice and let them know that we don't belong to them anymore. We need to make sure that we are not easily manipulated based on our feels. Because uh, we're more than that. We're better than that. We're the vessels of the living God. And we can be something different. And we can do something different. And we don't have to be a slave to our emotions. We can reclaim what the enemy has taken and then surrender them to the living God and then use every one of our feelings. And then use every one of our feelings for the glory of God. Look, this is you. This is me. Filled up to the brim with everything that we are. All of our hopes and dreams. All of our hates and regrets. All of our pain and shame. All of our likes and dislikes. The, the things that make us happy and the things that make us sad. This is us. Filled to the brim with me. You ever feel like you're just filled to the brim with me? I do what I want. I say what I feel. I do what I feel like doing. Yeah, that's this. And that's what drives us and dictates us most of the time. Right? This. This is that fight that I had with my spouse this morning before we ever got left from the house. Not this morning, but just some morning. This is that thing that they posted on the Facebook that I didn't like. This is Trump's tweets and Bashir's conference. This is the, the $50 that Bluegrass took from me. This is the people on the road that cut me off. This is the, the, the pastor at church said stuff that didn't that I didn't like and this is my kids are acting crazy. This is virtual learning on the Chromebook at home at the kitchen table. This is all the things in life that irritate us. This is everything that the enemy throws at us over and over and over and over. And when it gets in our life, this is what we do. We explode. 
and everything that's in us comes rushing out. Listen, whether it's true or not, whether it's beneficial or not, whether it's important or not, it comes flooding out and we don't care who it gets on. And we don't care what kind of damage that it does until after it's already done. And now my wife's sending me the angry emoji. And Darlene that cleans the sanctuary is up here giving me the evil eye. And this is also us. This, this is also us, and this is that same stuff. Bashir's voice and Trump's toupee. All the posts. This is, this is the person that yelled at you for not having a mask on, but they had their nose sticking out over the top of it. This is all that stuff. Every arrow that the enemy shoots at you, and this is you. But see, this is you with all the me removed and the living water that is provided only by Jesus Christ poured in. Do you hear me? And now we don't have to react anymore. Now they can do whatever they want to do, but they can't control me. And they can shoot me with all the arrows they've got. And they can insult me, and they can insult my God, and they can insult my country, and they can do whatever they want. But I don't have to react. You know why? Because I don't belong to them. And they don't control me. And I don't have to move when they say move. Because you know what? The Word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. It cuts through bone and marrow, and through sword and spirit, through soul and spirit, and it cuts the strings of the marionette. Can you say amen? Now that doesn't mean I can't pour out. That doesn't mean I'm some kind of weak pacifist that has to sit there and take it. Oh, no, no, no. But now I only react. Now I don't react based on what they do. I only react when the hand of God tells me to. You hear what I'm saying? Now I only pour out when the nail-scarred hand of the living God wraps around me and commands me to. And that's where we all need to get today.